Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. Well, welcome back to the Lighthouse Experiment Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Chaplain Jim Harkin. Today we have Pastor Jerome Burling. He's lead pastor from City Life Church out in Lansing, and we're excited to have you in. I I was messaging with uh, Caleb yesterday saying, man, I've been kind of chasing this episode for a while, but -hmm. also I'm not the most organized dude in the world, so I had to get an assistant to actually do the reaching out and get things set up. So anyway, welcome to the show. It's good to be here. So kind of for you, I'll give you a background of what we've been doing here. So the Lighthouse Experiment podcast started in 2017. And the whole mission was I was kind of in a season of what is my like, what is my call? What am I called to do? You know, like ministry wise, like when we first met, like we spoke offline I had come to a little short mission trip in Detroit with Corey and Caleb. And I was kind of in a season of burnout as a paramedic. And I was like, this is it. I'm going to, I was going to dip. Maybe I'll get into ministry full time. I don't know. I was just, you know, trying a bunch of things, but then through all the prayer and, you know, the, the long prayer and kind of the argumentative prayer and the battles God has me still here as a full-time paramedic, but also a chaplain and stuff like that. So we're just putting out content. Our main focus is right now is mental health and stuff like that in the first responder and veteran space. So I've often noticed a, uh, a similarity between like occupational ministry and being a first responder. So wanted to get you in yeah. here and get your thoughts and stuff like that. So tell yeah, us what's going on out there at city life. Um, well, I love to, I just, just to speak on what you just shared, you know, I do oh, think okay. there's a lot of uh, parallel parallels, you know, between first responders and, you know, pastoring and being in ministry, um, which sometimes that can get kind of a, just a misconception where, you know, you're either in ministry or out of ministry, everything we do is ministry. But when you take on that vocational to equip, you know, in the people business, I do think there's huge parallels and there's a lot of, you know, just mental health things that can come along and we got to make sure that that, uh, that's at the forefront. So I think that's for past pastors. I've seen like crazy and obviously everybody in the first responders or veterans, um, and it's not always a one for one, not saying we all understand each other and went through the same wars, but there is a lot of similarity. So I love what you're doing. Uh, yeah. City life. We're out here. Here we are, you know, um, you know, in, ch- in church world, the Christmas and Easter is Super Bowls. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're, you're getting me right around that time. So I'm drinking from a fire hose, but it's beautiful. Trying to keep the game simple. Um, you know, being in Michigan four seasons, winter here we are embracing that how do we do the winter work for our soul and the winter work for our organization and do the necessary working you know on and then in 
um, and knowing when to strengthen and lengthen. So that's just some of the things we're thinking through is how to end strong and begin still the 21 days of prayer and fasting and love the city one life at a time. So Sunday morning is what we're thinking, you know, groups and discipleship and then the love the city uh, movement and how can we steward that well? So we're in a planning uh, just to synthesize that we're kind of planning and recognizing our need for God more than ever. Oh yeah. 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 It's, you know, I've been, uh, you know, same thing here. I think, you know, for the, you know, big C church, I think it's the same. It's that end of the year, beginning of the year, kind of everyone's thinking on that. We're doing the same things here. We're, we're looking to like currently our, our, ministry the lighthouse experiment ministry is still under the freedom center and then early in like first quarter of 23 we'll be looking to do get the nonprofit piece going which will just be better it'll be better for being able to raise funds and and reaching more people and stuff like that um so yeah that's it seems as though every year right we're we're cherishing the year we just came through and then dreaming and scheming for the next year so it's it's <laughs> it's always good i get to be out in lansing from time to time now i work for a, a company called mmr is the is the ambulance company i'm on and so every once okay. in a while they'll they'll be short like this past week they were they had a supervisor that didn't have a partner so they okay they sprung me out there so it's, okay oh well well, the Much Cap City is always uh, great, <laughs> uh, grateful for your presence. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's much different than Flint. I'm used to I'm used to just being here and used to the neighborhoods and the people and stuff like that. So it's a, always a cool little comfort stretch, comfort zone stretch. You know what I mean? You get that super, fa- you get super familiar and stuff. So uh, what I wanted to get into primarily on this episode is the music. Um, it's always been, it's a big part of my life. You know, I listen to between calls on the way to calls and and all that stuff. And yeah. Um, so specifically I want to speak to the new album because I've, I've heard it, you know, it's an, it's in my main rotation and just how long of a process was that? And, you know, and, and now that it's, it's out and the book, there's a book out as well. Correct. Mm-hmm. so yeah well just to speak to that one i'm grateful it's in your rotation um <laughs> this project it is you know it's kind of it's, now we're talking about it manifested it's done it's here um there's still components we're rolling out but i think on this side of it it's easier to talk about it so i want to go back to the other side which was like to actually create it which was it was daunting to say the least. So it, the project is three components. It's called one. Um, and the three components are one, it's a listening experience Two, to watch. It's a, you know, got visuals with co- commentary, basically describing why the songs and, you know, given kind of biblical intros for them, that way they could be used for small groups or they could just be looked at in its totality um, to communicate a message. And then lastly, the reading which is then breaking it off um, kind of like a devotion on steroids. It's like a lookbook mm-hmm. kind of art piece. Um, and it tells conceptually how we did it, why we did it, uh, the thesis for the project. So 
And then to create it, oh my goodness, this, we just kind of worked with the end in mind, meaning felt like sense of Lord speaking one, 10 years ago would be the next project. It would be titled one, it would deal with unity um, in the body of Christ and just globally for humanity. Mm -hmm. And then as that got teased out, you know, you're looking for the audio, you're looking for, you know, writing and trying to do that while pastoring. And then while, um, so we started the church and then we had our fourth and fifth kid, which were twins. And then, so you got five kids leading the church and then trying to birth a project. It's not like I was in my twenties and my thirties anymore, where I had so much, I don't want to say so much free time, but it was just different. And I was, that's was a primary thing I did was create content um, to serve churches. And then now here I'm leading one, trying to create content to serve our church first. And then secondly, you know, serve the capital C, like you said. And so we just, we put a priority to say, okay, it's got to go at the pace of our family. It's got to go at the pace of the church. And I don't know if we'll ever get it done. And it didn't seem like we could, because we just kept dreaming so big where, how are we going to bite off to do a music video for every song? How are we going to bite off these videos with commentary for every song how are we going to bite off doing a book turning merch and you know so it's a testament to the people in the room it is truly a collective experience and one of the songs that says who is this by too many to count you know like my grandpa is probably in it i never even met him but my middle name's named after him he played music you know my dad all the people that are on the project, that their families that probably taught them something, you know, on top of the time they people invested, the dollars people invested. So, man, it was a lot of tears. In fact, when you hear the album, you know, it's written. There's a few songs that you just know when you hear it and you're just like, OK, yeah, this is written from a place of pain or reflection. Mm -hmm. Um and it was that, I mean, time and time again, and there would be, there would be weekends. I'd take a retreat. I wouldn't even get a line, you know, you, the enemy comes in, you know, you, you're not good enough. This is horrible. There's a million other better rappers. Why are you rapping? This is stupid. You're a dad, but I just felt like we had a message, you know, be one with God, one with people. We are one race, the human race, but in that is one life. So every life matters. One is the biggest number to God. So anyone that is hurt or marginalized or affected, that story is centrally important to a gospel following experience. And then lastly, one body, it fleshes out in the church first and foremost. And then we teach like, how do you do that? Right. So the whole point of the album is to be a part of a movement. That's a message that started way before us. I mean, Jesus's last prayer is that we'd be one. Then right. you move forward. Okay, here we are. How can we contribute with our dash in this planet and hopefully unlock more of what God put in everybody, the listener, like they would be one, you know, they would take this and go further and they would um, hopefully get close to people one life at a time. And, and it ultimately leads, leads to a teaching, which is how do we be one with each other? Um, which is, I mean, I could take up the whole podcast, but <laughs> that's, that's that's the, yeah, that's, and that's a rough one too, right? Is how can we be one with each other, especially in the church? I mean, uh, like going back to 
we take it back and I've spoke on this, it seems like the last three or four episodes, but it, it was such a part of my career and my life now. But we go back yeah. from that March to June of 2020 when COVID hit and hit hard. And in my world, yeah. people were like dying real time. And, like people that I knew that were young and healthy. And we didn't really, yeah. doctors didn't know, like, what are we even looking at right this minute? And I would have people in my, you know, church family, in my, you know, faith group and stuff like that, that would say things from a place of, I don't know where, of confusion, I'm sure, of stress. But it would, it was making me think like, you know, things like you're, you're being too emotional, like people die every day. And, and this is, this is not what you think it is. And I'm like, man. It got to the point where I'm, I was asking my wife, like, am I going crazy? Like, did I not see, am I not seeing people dying off this, this virus? And, and I'm just, I'm missing something. Like, even to question my own faith. Am I not faithful enough? Am I, you know, and just, just thoughts getting in your head. And it's, it's interesting, right? Because it's all well-meaning. I don't think anybody is coming at me with, with flamethrowers. You know, I just think it was well-meaning advice, but it's sometimes when we're giving advice to a different lane, if you will, you know, it's maybe not heard correctly or said correctly or whatever, but it's been, it was, that was quite a season. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. One, one uh, stuff hit the fan and COVID obviously was extremely tragic for so many people. And to be here still um, is a blessing Mm -hmm. and not everyone has that story Um, and having officiated, you know, several uh, funerals for people in the church, young, you know, I think of one family, his wife's a widower now and um, he got a young girl and he was in his thirties. And he mm-hmm. was a guy that was part of music with us for the last, you know, 10, 15 years. So extremely tragic. And what you saw, it, it was real. And the, the and I think because the echo chambers, it, you know, if someone didn't see it, especially being a first responder, they didn't, they didn't have that experience. So, you know, everyone's armchair quarterbacks, but we hopefully we've learned more, but I do think that in those initial months, there was so much fear, such pressure cooker that, what came out, out wasn't faith. It wasn't love. It wasn't um, pursue. It wasn't understand. It wasn't, it wasn't gospel. And it was kind of first, how do we either, I mean, throw stones or protect and kind of right. tribalism. So you, what you felt, unfortunately, too many felt that and <laughs> you definitely weren't alone, but yeah, I know it felt like you were alone in it. And I, I remember some of those months too. I had to get away for a little bit of it. I'm not saying I handled it great, uh, but I do think politically, racially, culturally, and economically, people have different viewpoints. But if we come, if we don't come to understand first, right. we're coming and projecting. Um, and it, I don't think we have to minimize anyone's experience on either side to still be gospel centered and have these, you know, really strong convictions about some of those. Uh, topics right right and that's that i think that whole thing the whole like you said like with the political spectrum and and all of it it's just been 
it's been a wild few years, you know, and I hope, I hope, pray that we're kind of getting past that and getting back to, we serve a King, you know, so I hope. Well, it probably depends <laughs> on where you go. I don't think we're there, but at least uh, I think some people are moving the ball forward. I saw, or I was listening to a recent podcast. Andy Stanley has a new book with this topic and he was talking to John Maxwell and basically trying to create some political unity uh, first from a theological perspective that we have a King. And then secondly, methodology, how that fleshes out. Um, you know, obviously we should be vested um, in that. And, but first let our theological position inform us that we have a King and a King that is above all Kings that is above all nations. And it's hard because we we're like the, all in all of us is that children of Israel were give us a King, give us the judges. And we forget, we got God and Chris is Victor. He is one. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I have to unlearn a lot. Um, cause I think it's tied to the pulpit so strong. And if we just aren't careful, we could be on the wrong side of history period. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Um, so you think I was thinking about this last night and then this morning as well. I think that sometimes that like we forget that we have free will, but so does everybody else. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I mean, like, <clears throat> so just Give me a little bit more like, all right. So <clears throat> I'm about to turn in a couple of days. I'll turn 53. And so I let's go. I'm in Happy that kind of birthday. Thank you. I'm, I'm in that. I fall in the age group, you know, and I'm a veteran and I'm a paramedic. And so <clears throat> a lot of times people think that I'm going to think a certain way. Of course. So the, the fact of the matter, what a lot of people don't know is, is for most veterans, we're what we call politically homeless. You know what I mean? I, mm. I've, I've worked for that organization and there's a lot of shady all the way around. But, but I think what happens is, is I have free will, you have free will. But a lot of times I think what we do, I know I'm guilty of this, is like I consider my freedoms, my freedom of speech, my free will, but not necessarily yours. I forget about yours. And so you get that kind of self-centeredness, I guess is the easiest way to say it. And then it, then it kind of puts a block up for, for grace, you know, and, and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's just us in our flesh really, but. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's still, I'm on the, I'm on the journey for it. You know, obviously yeah. you're, you're, you've, you've experienced a side of it. I haven't, um, one, I thank you for your service and I have the benefits in this country that some people across the globe never have. There's, um, so, but every nation isn't necessarily reflecting the wholeness of the kingdom. Right. And there is that tension where how could the, the centurion, you know, soldier, be in the Roman regime 
um, or Cornelius, you know, and carrying out that honoring country or, you know, the, 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 the political parties that have power in place of that day. But then how can you still be discontent to dis- to discover and dream and consider, you know, individuals. So there's, you know, it leads us to corporate thought and then individual, um, and it gets complex, but if we simplify it, man, Jesus, love God, love people and go from there. And we do know that the, the Lord has given us some, I guess, some bumpers to, to hopefully protect us where one, we're not going to see it. Uh, we're, we're, we're agents to bring heaven down here now. Mm-hmm. And, um, until he returns, we're not going to see the full, you know, what we long for, the full glory, new heaven, new earth. And but that doesn't stop us from trying to bring that into our spaces and places today and let not, not let nationalism cloud us and then have grace for people still. Uh, it, that the gospel is scandalous, you know, yeah. it still, it still hurts to forgive. It still hurts to remember other people. And then when you speak to free will and then the complexity of the sovereignty of God and um, yeah, it, to me, these are the things I gruel over in a good way, but then I got to, okay, ship it. What can I do? Love the city one life at a time. Right. right? And that's kind of yeah. where I find myself every day is just running through that equation that you feel, I feel, we all feel and the Psalms record so well too. And saying, man, how do we steward our dash? Well, right. And that's the thing too, right? That's, that's where I find myself often is just, all right, I'm just going to just keep, keep <laughs> grinding. I'm just going to keep loving these people, you know, kind of trying to be an advertisement for what God has done in my life, you know, cause I'm, yeah. I'm kind of moving through uh culture culturally with the EMS, the first responder culture. Yep. A lot of times heavy God talk falls on deaf ears. Yeah. Most times. So there's Fair. always sharing, you know, I'm not, I'm not worried about being shut down. I'm still going to say what I'm going to say. Cause Fair. like <clears throat> in the court of law, you know, you say things, you'll hear them. They'll, someone will say something and they'll be like, you got to strike that jury. You didn't hear that, but you know what? Yes, they did. So, and, and they can't unhear it. So I've always looked at it the same way, even mm-hmm. though people might be argumentative, you know, they, or whatever. I'm just, trying to show people what God's done for me and share with them the gospel. And yeah. And to me, you know, when it gets the most sketchy out there, that's, I just bring it back to that, you know, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it's a, I can only imagine that must be challenging because you're in a profession where, you know, you could pray for somebody and they, they die right there, which could lead to more skepticism of somebody saying, well, why pray to your God? I don't want to hear about it. And that could connect to their cultural experience that they had uh, that may have been helpful or harmful towards, you know, healthy seed planting and watering. And then ultimately none of us, you know, the, the word of God doesn't return void and none of us are perfect vessels to, me- to carry this message. Right. So we have to be encouraged that he, even as we stumble, he uses our lives. And, you know, I'm only assuming right now, but I, my experience in, with the medical field or doing clergy and hospital visits is it's such a delicate science and art 
where to honor all that has been created through the practice of, you know, doctors and medicine and development, but then at the same time that not just take it as this is God and still humbly plead ultimately that God would use people, use you, use everybody, uh, bring compassion and people question like why, why suffering? And that is kind of what I think fleshes out in those moments. Well, how could a good God let this happen? But he's still good. And he's with us, Emmanuel, right. you know, and that though we walk through the Valley that we have somebody with us and was God still good when Stephen was being stoned. And we don't wish that upon anybody, but there's a song on the album that deals with it. It's called good. And it tries to touch on this hard hard topic that fleshes out most of the time, you know, at hospitals and, or when somebody's first responders, please, mm -hmm. you know, they're seeing humanity right. at the, the worst and they think what in the world, where, where's God. And, um, you know, but we can't credit to God what the enemy is doing though, too. Right. It's, it's a fallen state. And that, that gets, you know, complex because now we're teaching on the theology of suffering and that doesn't work in those moments. P people, you know, Jesus, when he saw Lazarus and he saw the sisters crying, he wept. Mm -hmm. So I just want to encourage you, just your presence is probably making more of an impact than you could ever imagine just through empathy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been speaking on that to our crew that comes. We'll have our, our weekly gathering tonight and we talk about the ministry of presence all the time. Mm. And just just being, you know what I mean? Just, so good. Yeah, man. So I want to bring it back around. I want, I'm going to ask you some questions on, on like the, the mental health piece. Right. Yeah. So, um, I'm, as I move through this and, and start to get connected with different organizations and stuff like that, there is, seems to be this kind of movement where people are given like, Veterans, for example, are, are given the identity of having post-traumatic stress disorder, and that's it. And and you're, it's like giving people, it's like branding them with a label of brokenness and almost creating an identity. Um, and and the more I get into it, the more I talk to people, they it's that's just it. Like they are really early in their you know, EMT or paramedic career, or fire fighter career. And they're completely, they're believing that they're completely ruined. I have mm. post-traumatic stress dis disorder and I'm always going to have it. Do you think that <clears throat> like from a faith, like a biblical worldview or a, a faith-based uh, vision into this, how do we get people to to drop that identity when it's so it's in, it's like it's ingrained in our culture now in these two communities and so the, right now that is my that's my my task this is what i'm looking at when okay. i'm praying about it's like how do i get these people <laughs> to be like I, I don't have to be this way i can have joy yeah uh well one not being a, a therapist a psychologist uh, yeah, me and understand <laughs> all the, the chemical makeup of it all. I, my experience in it, having seen it firsthand, having seen things in my own life and helped a lot of people walk through it. 
there's things I've learned along the way, but uh, it's a moving target right now. But so I'll speak to it from kind of where I'm at on this journey is, you know, if you walk into a tech store and you bring, let's say your laptop and you say it's broken and they instantly, they blame you. You you get defensive. You don't feel heard or seen. And I think now we have swung the pendulum where people have brought in their lives using the, the laptop example saying, Hey, I have some issues. And now it's become the pendulum has swung so much that there's not a stigma. It's good to talk about it. It's um, which is healthy because even if you go into Apple, they're trained to say, Oh, that must be so frustrating. I could only imagine how that has impacted you. Let's see what options we have. Right. Cause you, they first meet you on a heart level and there's a little principle we, or a little kind of four step process we use with people is love, listen, learn, lead. And what I'm hearing from you is you're saying, okay, how do we lead them into the next season? Um, and it comes, it's quite a, it's, it's a, there's a science to leading, but there's also the art of it where Jesus, now let's go biblical. Jesus, he reached Thomas a lot differently than he reached Peter mm-hmm. and John, mm-hmm. as he writes, you know, he feels that he's the beloved. So I don't think there's a one size fits all. I think there's a few helpful filters we think through, which is, okay, nature and nurture. Is this a hardwired nature thing? Is this something that can't be gone? And then maybe we use Apostle Paul as a type to look at his life where, you know, I heard one theologian say that maybe when he said he was tormented by a messenger from Satan and to think of that Satan confused or he accuses the brethren day and night um, all the time. And maybe Paul was dealing with so much regret or shame that he persecuted and killed Christians for this faith that he is now proclaiming and writing doctrine we, we read now, mm-hmm. right? And the things he says, I, I, I wish I didn't do, uh, you know, this is battle with the flesh. So I think meeting people first where they're at that they feel seen and heard is essential and critical and knowing that it could be a long battle, but that doesn't mean that there's not tools to reshape us because we can create new pathways. So there's much science on this, but I do think it's always in the bed of nurturing through proximity, which makes it very challenging because we need the whole team. And I'm not sure we have all the support tools yet because we need, okay, a trusted doctor thinking biblically. We need a trusted counselor. We need a trusted, you know, kind of apprenticeship. And then it's going to be just messy. You know, it's just <laughs> when Peter gets restored, it's messy. Um, yeah, because we can't project. You see someone have a breakdown and maybe they need two years of just a safe space to be at home. And then right. somebody else might need a good word that says, suck it up, buttercup, let's go. You know, and that might be the right. moment that makes them break through. So it's just quite a, uh, I don't know, it's fascinating as we think about this, but I love that you're in, like, I feel like you're in the heart of God, just thinking and wanting to see people fully delivered. That way they're not just walking forever saying, they're, when God sets people free, we're free indeed. Mm-hmm. And how that plays out um, we obviously got to be sensitive. It's not just in a Pentecostal service that people could, you know, if they don't get hit with it, now they feel less than they don't right. have faith enough. 
Um, so that was a lot there. You're asking me some pretty, pretty, pretty deep topics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, he's like we're gonna talk the album and then hey by the way let's talk mental health let me, of what people are doing how to get them out of it let me yeah let me hit you with all the things i got you no it's been it's yeah it's been a, a cool season you know and it's just kind of it's a little quick testimony so i was just feeling like i wasn't seeing any fruit i had worked at another agency another ambulance service here in flint for 18 years and all through COVID was with them and just felt like there was no fruit from this ministry. Like nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. We're doing this podcast, but I don't even, I mean, I, I would say no one's listening, but I don't look at the, you know, <laughs> I don't look at the numbers anyway. So I don't know. Ashley does that. But uh, through that frustration and much prayer, it was very interesting. One of the few times that I've audibly heard from God and it was like if you just come through this door you would see what it, you've been I've been preparing you for and it took me a while still you know how that goes I was still like ah just let me quit this whole paramedic thing and, and be done with it and it was like no just come through this door and what I had to do was leave a company after being there for nearly two decades and come to this other agency where I walk in the doors, man, and everything we're doing with Lighthouse, everything I've been doing with the fire department as a chaplain, their top three people in the company are like, you have full jurisdiction. We want you for what you're bringing more than your paramedic skill set. I'm telling you, so I, I was just mind blown. And it's since then, everything's just been flourishing, you know, and we got, we're dreaming and about bigger things, but it's just to speak to the, you know, we've been in our church, we've been studying a lot on like those long, that long game prayer, not the, not the immediate, but the, the, the long grindy. And I'll tell you, it was a, <laughs> a long, hard season, but you know, and you kind of spoke that with, with creating the album, you know, it's just, yeah, no, I think I listen to you talk, just say, well done, you know, um, trying to steward both seasons. Well, you try to steward, you know, pop, I guess maybe popularity or influence or having favor that comes in tangible results, but all it all, you know, and then when you have a, if there's a dry season, it doesn't mean you're not successful too. So I think how we define our metrics, especially in America, this is so key. There's a song, so on the album, it's called Been Gone a Long Time. And that mm -hmm. deals with the idea of success. And for me, the, the album was so sanctifying and freeing even because as I'm sitting here feeling like a failure because I thought this thing would be out five years ago, I'm sitting here thinking, wait, what am I defined by? Well, duh, I know I'm defined by God and his love, but it's not duh. Do I genuinely believe that? This album never came out, you know? Jeremiah was the weeping prophet. He wasn't even received. Moses didn't get go to the promised land. What makes it where Jerome wants to see this come to fruition? You know, and, you know, if God spoke it, if it's, if it's his will, it's his bill. And if it's his mission, he'll provide the provision. But at the same time, I'm like, yo, isn't faithfulness success? Isn't just being, you know, remember when Jesus gets baptized and God looks down and says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. 
before he ever did a miracle. And right. when we're in Jesus, it's so key. I think it's fundamental. This is identity. Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. Now you got me preaching, but this is key. So we teach identity. <laughs> identity is everything because if I have a good season externally, it, it, it doesn't matter. It can't define me because the audience of one, right? The audience of one is pleased with me when I'm in Jesus. He looks down and right. he sees me clothed in Jesus. So it should always be long game. And it should always be today as well, you know? And so how do we temper that with goals and drive and desire? And I'm, I'm, I'm naturally hardwired to achieve and mission. Um, so this has been a life's work and still learning it mm. firsthand this week, real time. Um, but I am not defined by if the, if it looks like we're winning period. So you were successful before you ever had favor at this new job. And God right. just saw fit that, hey, I can put a little bit more on him in this season. I'm gonna open a door and I just think that's yeah. so beautiful. But it's hard to learn in America. I mean, I just think it's yeah. really hard for us to learn it. Yes, that's a hundred percent. That's facts. It's is very difficult for here. You know, and it's <laughs> in in our world too, it's always the next thing. It's always you you do Preach. you get you get your EMT, right? And then you get paramedic. And then mm. I've been a paramedic for 16 years. And the whole time people have been like, when are you going to be a nurse? I'm like, well, never. That's mm. not my mission. It's not what I'm supposed mm. to be. You know, but you got to be, you got to be the next thing. You'll make more money. And I'm oh, like, yeah. ah, what's next? But <laughs> it's a lie. Shout out to my buddy, <laughs> DJ Fresh Base, who, who was uh, my DJ all the way back. In high, right out of high school, in high school, probably. I don't remember when, but he he's the one who told me he would travel with just his dog and go on these road trips. And I'd be like, bro, what do you do on those trips? And uh, I said, that's a long car ride. And he said something that I still chew on today. He, he's like, Jerome, it's not the destination. It's it's the joy of the journey. It's It's just being in the moment. And now he's up up north kind of living off the grid living that and it is to circle back around remember when you said teaching people to be present that is it is my mind present with where i'm at so when you think of mental health one of the most helpful tools for me has been meditation app headspace um that's it it's helped me <laughs> see scripture better it's helped me see my family better and i can tell when I'm doing it and I can tell when I'm not. Um, and the whole teaching of it is just to be aware and present, you know? So I, uh, I don't know what it is the next thing. And it's hard because we're, it's just wired that way. It's hard written into the code of our society. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which I think ties into a lot of the, the mental health stuff, you know, and, and it's happening so fast. I can remember, you know, it's fun for me to remember like eight tracks and cassettes and CDs and, and AOL and all this stuff before, you know, before any piece of information you wanted was, you know, one thumb press away, you know? So it's, it's kind of like being a well, delayed dopamine, I, right? Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Delayed dopamine, delayed gratification. We have, you know, just the science of how much dopamine is being released now. You know, and for somebody that has experienced some serious trauma, you know, 
I learned in counseling, there's two different types of trauma. There's the capital T, the huge, big, dramatic events, but there's also mm-hmm. the lowercase T, which is kind of death by a thousand paper cuts. Those can be even right. more traumatic. Um, and then there's probably, well, we're an individualistic society. How do we take, you know, and take it off ourselves and look outward? Um, but those are real trauma, real events that we then say, okay, on top of it being societal, on top of it being now the first living generation that's ever had access to this much technology, dude, how do we get back to just the basics, you know, but not shame kids for using technology because that's never going to work. You know, right. you never want to do what your parents said. If, if they said, don't, it had to be a, a pitch. <laughs> Tell me why, right? Right. I think we got to taste and see that it's, it's good to just be present at the table. I took a sabbatical this summer for three months and there wasn't anything big that happened. What happened was I just was a human being and that was big. Mm-hmm. That's dope. And see, <laughs> and then, then here I was. So I can remember I, I watched, I think, like the, the last service before you went on sabbatical or whatever. And then next yeah. time, next time you pop up albums coming out, I was like, Oh dude, dude took a break to write a record. That's dope. And then, <laughs> and then to hear the story of that, I was like, Nope, not, that's not yeah. what happened at all. That's crazy. It almost launched before that record was supposed to come out right around when the pandemic hit. And we waited one, we wondered, how, is it going to, is it going to be relevant when the pandemic's done? Should we release it in the pandemic? But it, there was so much noise in the pandemic. We felt like we had to shepherd the people through it mm-hmm. and not saying it's completely done or whatever. I don't, I don't even know where we're at in the a timeline, but out of that chaos triage mode to now saying, let's have some content that helps us look forward with hope. Well, it, people have asked me, did you guys write this? Did you write this on sabbatical? You must have wrote this during the pandemic. All this was done pre-pandemic. <laughs> wow. Wow. Now, is that hard to do? Just to, to, like, in your flesh to sit on that and, and wait for the oh, time? Oh, yeah. There's... Oh, of course. Of course. Because, <laughs> you know, when you have something, you want to get it done. You know, if we're... I don't know how you're wired, but I want to see progress. So I want to mm-hmm. check it off the, you know, I don't want to have a go into the bathroom every time and, you know, have a hole in the drywall. It's like, right. can we get this done? Um, so we're sitting on this project, which is not hole and drywall. It's amazing. It's beautiful. And we're excited to unveil it, but it helped us refine it. It actually helped us work on the lookbook. Wouldn't have been as good as it is. So there's some components we did refine during the pandemic, oh, cool. but all the content, as far as it, uh, you know, videos were done and then what we were going to say was done, but it helped us get more strategic. You know, the team dominated the merch during, you know, it just helped us kind of really marinate um, the steak. But for vegans, maybe let the wine. And if you don't drink, um, maybe it's just, you know, whatever would be a good illustration. Answer. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, man, I appreciate your time. I, I certainly do. You know, this has been fun. Um, yeah, we're just, you know, we're excited for the, this next season out here. We're going to change some things and, and do some different work and stuff. Same but different. 
I think the one thing that I take away from the most from the album is, is you speak to the prayer that Jesus prays that we'd all be one. Mm. You know, I think, I think in, in my years on this planet, that has been one of the most important pieces of scripture to me. Mm. And also sometimes seems like one of the most overlooked, you know, it's, it's really, I think, key it's a key component into into christianity but anyway i appreciate it i appreciate the album truly do and then that can be found on all platforms or is it i mean i got it off apple but yeah yeah all platforms you can either jerome veerling or city life lansing and just type in o-n-e um and then there's the website with everything on there. You can either go to jerumbeerling.com right or citylifelancing.com. And you're 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 spot on. I just love that you you cared about Jesus' prayer so much that you're still wanting to live it. And thank you. You inspire me, what the work you guys are doing. And I hope that when the video drops for the song We Are One, where the project ends, there's a bonus track that is kind of more missional driven, but the project ends with the prayer being read with some local pastors here. And it will, I kind of get choked up thinking about it because, you know, these pastors are heroes in the faith here locally, you know, in the trenches in the same city, you know, we get the honor to serve and we, we, we grabbed a piece of that scripture and we read it together. Um, and so just hoping that it would be an anthem for the church to remember mm-hmm. we are one. Absolutely. And so City Life Services, 10 o'clock on Sunday. Is that correct? One service, 10 o'clock? 10, 10 and 11.30. Oh, so 10 and 11. Oh. Online and in person. 10 oh. and 11.30. We'll dig it. We're out. We're in. So we live in Grambling. <laughs> and so I've been like, we should tell my wife. Yeah. I'm like, and like our little crew that comes tonight. Come the to- other couple's like, we should go out there and visit. And then we were looking at it and I thought for some reason it was just at 10. I was like, dude, 10 o'clock. All right. <laughs> we'd have to, we'd have to dip out of here. I'm all doing the math, but 1130. <laughs> Look, 1130. That's a layup now. <laughs> that changes things. So we'll come check you guys out soon. And I appreciate your time again. And I'm going to do a little outro here and then that'll be that. So I want to thank Freedom Center Church and Kingdom Builders without you guys you know we wouldn't be here thank you to our listeners remember if you need help get help dial or text 988 for your mental health services thank you all right man thanks cheers brother cheers cheers